So have there been times where you feel like you've been misunderstood? Of course. I mean, I'm the only real, I'm not the real only real, but I'm one of few black people in the media in Canada. Mm -hmm. That's that's a mindfuck. No, sorry to swear, but it's, you know, you're this person and, you know, there's so many different types of black people. There's African people, Jamaican people, Trinidad, and they get Trinidad, you know, and the people that I'm a Trinidadian person who grew up in Whitby, Ontario. Right. You know, so it's kind of like, lo and behold, the weirdness continues, right? Yeah. It's not exactly like your most mainstream right. black individual. I think that creates a lot of conflicts for people because someone might look at me and say, okay, I relate to this guy. He looks like my brother or my family or something. I hang around with him. stuff I say and the music I make is so far left of anything yeah. from the Canadian black experience as right. it's supposed to be, which mm-hmm. is sort of vicariously limited to the American black experience, which I kind of revolted against from the beginning. So that's the misunderstanding. Why don't you just go with the flow? Why do you got to be different? Right. You know? You know, I'm sure people were wondering, like, you know, you, you have punk rock influences in there, too. Yeah, like, you know, I come in the 80s, that's what it was. If you were, mm-hmm. went, if you were mainstream, the music wasn't, now kids have an amazing thing, it's that they can turn on the radio, hip-hop is mainstream music. You know, right. Taylor Swift is trying to use 808s now. <laughs> you have to use 808s to be cool. She yeah. has to get Kendrick on a track to be cool. Right. So, hip-hop is the biggest music in the world right now. When I was coming up, it was even questioned if hip-hop would be around in five years. Right. So, for me, although I loved hip-hop and it was the music of some of my cousins who lived in New York or some something I heard in, for the first time in Trinidad through my relatives or older friends or older brothers to an extent, uh, it wasn't something that was the mainstream. You could you could love hip-hop, but you just kind of had your finger on the plus. You wanted to hang out and meet girls and do other things. You couldn't just stick to hip-hop. You wanted to expand your horizons and some of the coolest people listen to new wave and punk rock music. Right. And I was coming up and I wanted to be around that. As a kid, you want to be around cool stuff. Right. Cooler music, the cooler music was the music of a revolt. Mm-hmm. It's punk music. So, yeah, it's just a timing thing, but it's taken me this, there's a record song out called Steel Sharp and Steel. It's taken me that long, from like whatever, 80, whatever, to now, to figure out how to even make a song like that. And I'm very proud of that song. So, as well as being a part of it growing up, I still had figured it out. Something that's still intriguing. Not as much as it used to now. But most of my musical career, that music eluded me. So I feel I kind of get in and understand it a little more now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have a thing called a WTF moment. Oh, okay. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. (laughs) So, where you can believe that you were somewhere doing something. So what's that moment for you? Somewhere doing something that, that I couldn't believe I was doing. Yeah. So what's that moment for you? Uh, I'll tell you. When I went to Juno's, I was I had a party at a place called the Opus Hotel in Vancouver. And because I had gone to Juno, I got there and they given me this because I'd stayed there many times before, but they'd given me a suite that was on a floor that I didn't even know existed in the building. <laughs> like, this is so it's like this there. <laughs> and I had, a, I had a party to which I invited like all the kids I knew in Vancouver. A bunch of musicians were in town, Metric, mm-hmm. the Deers, uh, and some other rock band. And the party got out of hand. But I remember being, someone was knocking on the door for me to quiet down or something and I 
came to the door. And as I opened the door, this guy looked at me really weird. And the reason he looked at me in a really shocked way is because I had like a bathrobe on with a bottle of Moet in my right hand. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget being like, wow. Like, so these, these cliches of like the Jiggy era that I was so against. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> all of a sudden, I was this dude. <laughs> and I think it was, this guy looked at me like I would probably look at myself based on him knowing the chaos. I mean, maybe he didn't know I was chaos or whatever. But there's two things he could have looked at me as. Either A, this guy so fits the jiggy image that I can't believe I'm witnessing this right now. Or B, <laughs> is this chaos? <laughs> you know? And uh-huh. I think that was my WTF in the moment. Because I was like, but it was also something that I enjoyed and woke up the next morning and left behind. Mm-hmm. And I also realized, hey, I can do this. I just don't have to write about it. It doesn't have to be my existence that I exist in 24-7 during the day all the time. Right. You know, so it was a great moment for me because all of it matured me. Mm-hmm. moment was a cumulative moment for me because it showed me how easy it is to become the thing that you say you're not going to be. But it also right. shows you that you kind of have to understand it. Right. And that's me. Yep. So, yep. That was a great moment for me. Oh, that's pretty cool. What would someone be surprised to know about you? And what are the plans for the rest of 2015 into 2016? Uh, Surprised to know about me? I'm actually a huge romantic. And, you know, most of my teenage years, my early 20s, I spent in relationships. But I'm a single person now, so I have the reputation of also being a very single person. So... A lot of people are surprised when they get to know me and realize that that's my core. My parents have been together for 50 years. And maybe wow. I'm su- saying that this is something to be surprised about because I'm starting to realize it about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> time elapses and I'm making records and I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, success at what I'm doing. So, I don't know, I think you kind of hear it on this record more so yeah. than any other record in the last five, six, three or four records I've done it that yeah. I really am that person and it starts with having a romantic relationship with with music and God. Mm-hmm. You know, because my dad is a minister. Right. That's what I grew up as. So I, I'm a romantic. It does not mean I'm like a lover romantic. It's only with the opposite sex. No, I just think that the term romantic, I'm a romantic person. And I'm starting to come to that realization, whereas I think a lot of times people don't perceive me as that. They perceive me as somebody who's like a rebel or somebody iconoclast. But that all comes from the lack of realization that I really am a romantic person. So there's that. Um, I'm working on a TV series right now. I'm super excited about it. It's kind of like the entourage of rap world, rap life. So I'm really close to kind of getting that sealed so people can see it. And that's sort of going to be my whole thing about in the next... I really want to direct and not really act. I'll be in it once in a while. Mm-hmm. Sort of keep it, keep, and I, you know, sort of like peek, peek my head in once in a while to sort of add an element of underground hip-hop to it. Right. But I'm really about... I, I, I think the, what the idea I'm coming upon now is uh, a way to sort of put music out in a different way because what I want to do is all the music you hear every night when you watch this is immediately downloadable on a certain blog or site so I'm gonna, oh, cool. it's really about featuring new Canadian talent okay. featuring these people 
showing these people in the, in the 30 to 30 minute or I think maybe it'll be an hour television mm -hmm. show mm -hmm. and finding a way to get music out there aside from like, here's my demo, here's my Tumblr, here's my Facebook page. Right. And that's, that's kind of getting old. There's more immediate ways for people to sort of see something, hear something and be able to access it right away. So just kind of figure, figuring out how it's all going to work. But that's my big, that's sort of going to be my next record in a way because I'm going to create most of the music you hear right. on that. And I'm also trying to get Katronaut on board to do it with me as well. So I'm excited oh, about that. That's cool. That's pretty cool. So yeah. it's going to air in Canada? Uh, well, if, it depends. If it's an MTV thing, then, you know, even if it's an MTV Canada thing, it'll end up being an MTV Canada thing. MTV all over, because MTV has a way of picking up whatever is cool from their different territories, whether right. it's Australian or French or whatever. So we'll see. But I want it to be a Canadian production for sure, because right. I, I think Canada is the leader in music right now, from Justin mm -hmm. Bieber to Drake to The Weeknd to whatever. Like, we run the show. So right. There's no reason why we shouldn't be celebrating it here. But I think that what I want to do with the show is create a platform where a kid from anyone from Brampton to Prince Edward Island to Halifax can watch this and feel like he can make it in his country. Mm -hmm. Like if he was on this show, he's made it. If he somehow was featured on this show, he doesn't need to do anything else to be on this show. That's what I'm trying to create for our country right now. So nice. fingers crossed it works. We just have to make sure that everyone's behind it and no one sees it as something small. People don't think small about it. Right. And don't think the Canada's small because we're definitely running the show. Right. 